Welcome to the Regular Man Podcast, where we celebrate God's gift of masculinity and the life of a regular man. I'm your host, Steve Cruz, and today we're going to be talking about becoming a meek monster. Let's start off this podcast by reading a quote from Jordan Peterson, and as soon as you hear it, you're going to know exactly where he rips it off from. A harmless man is not a good man. A good man is a very dangerous man who has that under voluntary control. End quote. So what is a good man? Depending on who you listen to and what church you go to, how you've been raised, the answer to that question might vary a bit. Some can emphasize physical strength and material provision and protection. And some might emphasize a spiritual strength and emotional maturity. Some will focus on accomplishments, accolades, glory, while others focus on love and strengthening of other people. It can be difficult to navigate through these many different narratives that seem to split all of these into microchasms, but the truth is they're all important, and the Christian man needs all of these things working together to walk through life in victory as a conqueror in Christ. As humans in the image of God, are we body or are we spirit or are we both? And is one more important than the other? Maybe you've heard somebody say something like, the body doesn't matter, it's just a shell that holds the spirit until we die and we're free from this cage. Or you've heard, all the flesh is evil and corrupt and the soul is what counts. Hate to break it to you, man. That's not Christian at all. That's Gnostic. That's a heresy. That way of thinking is from a heresy called Gnosticism, and it was very prevalent in the first two centuries. Gnosis means knowledge, and Gnosticism taught that the spiritual world was good and the physical world was bad, and there's secret knowledge that you can find and be taught that'll bring you closer to the spiritual world, and that brings you... Uh, makes you holy and closer to heaven. Um, I'm not going to spend a lot of time on this. Um, just know when you hear it, you will hear it. Know when you hear it, it's garbage, and it's a heresy, and say, thank you, goodbye. <laughs> Don't listen to them ever again. Humans are a composite of both body and spirit, and they're both important. Uh one of the guys that I listen to or that I follow on Twitter or, or X or whatever it's called now, uh, his name is Ben Zeisloft. Earlier this month in October, he posted a really simple statement that's biblically sound and it shouldn't be controversial whatsoever, but it was. He posted, men should pursue strength and women should pursue beauty. That's it. That's all he posted. It's had almost 300,000 views already in less than a month. And I was surprised that I wasn't surprised that it was outrageous to people. I was surprised at who, <laughs> who was throwing a fit. I thought for sure it'd be like green haired femme Nazi liberal ladies, uh, that were saying oh, it's objectifying women and, uh, men can pursue beauty too. And women can pursue strength. That's not what happened. That's not what happened at all. It was the men who were outraged. And most were really big fat pastors. 
<laughs> the guys, the guys who start sweating as soon as they walk up to the pulpit, they were super mad. It was, it was pretty funny. Uh, but that's a false dichotomy out there in Christian circles that says that a Christian man doesn't have to be strong and physically fit, uh, only strong in his faith. Most of the people who hold that opinion aren't, are they aren't healthy. They're overweight and they feel the conviction that they should be healthy and they get mad at you. It's a ridiculous notion that somebody would think a man shouldn't be in shape, at least to one degree or another, right? You don't have to be Arnold Schwarzenegger, but you got to be able to run up a flight of stairs and beat somebody up and not be winded. And of course, God says, be strong and courageous. There's that. Uh, Quite frankly, this view that men shouldn't be physically strong, it's completely antithetical to the Christian worldview. And it's a really recent development too. It's only been very recently that anyone has questioned men's fitness because obesity just wasn't a thing. Since the dawn of creation, men have had to physically be fit in order to survive. I mean, think about it. God made the dirt and then he made Adam from the dirt and his job was to work in the dirt and make things produce from the dirt. When his body dies, it goes back to the dirt and becomes dirt. (laughs) Even his name means dirt. Man's life revolves around working and sweating in the dirt. To produce food, to produce clothing, shelter, warmth, everything comes from the dirt. And working in the dirt, man, is labor intensive. It's physically demanding. Men have to plow, till, plant, harvest. They have to care for the livestock. They have to lift and buck and stack and throw bales of hay. And that's literally doing a deadlift and a clinging press of 100 to 150 pounds every day, sun up to sundown, until the whole field is clear. They cut down trees. They chopped wood. They stacked wood. They built their homes out of wood. They built their barns and their stables out of wood. They dug fence post holes by hand. They slaughtered, skinned, cleaned, hung, smoked, quartered, cut and wrapped their own meat, all of it. They worked all day long, every day. They were country strong, or what we call corn fed. They were definitely fit and they didn't have to go to the gym because their entire day was a high intensity workout with a powerlifting program combined into one. The man's consistency in his provision and production enabled him to be strong and healthy enough for his duty of protection. In other words, because his labor made him strong, he was able to use that strength to protect his family. We need to be committed to God-honoring physical labor. It's a good thing. That doesn't mean you have to go out and buy a field and become a farmer. But you have to get up off the couch and do something. you got to do some physical labor in some way and be productive. And that could be as simple as doing yard work, going, cutting the grass, you know, weeding, uh, washing the car, cleaning the gutters, do some, do something, do something hard and be productive doing it. The point is that God told Adam to work and God does not abide a lazy man. 
Proverbs says that laziness is a sin. It makes you a coward. And lazy men always think that they're wise men, and they're not. And the bottom line, the devil wants you fat, lazy, and unproductive. Your sinful nature wants you fat, lazy, and unproductive. But God wants you healthy and busy and productive and to have purpose in that labor. Work is good. It's a good thing. We need to be busy doing it, doing it for God. So what's labor for? Labor was a means of production and provision for your family, but now we have industrialized machines that do all the heavy lifting. And labor did something else too. It kept us strong and ready. It kept our bodies and our skills sharp. It kept us dangerous and lethal, and it gave us a purpose. We've got a bunch of men walking around through life with no purpose whatsoever. And some of that's because half the homes in America have children growing up without a father. Some of that's because moderns are two generations removed from being self-sufficient and having an anti-fragile mentality. Some of that is because men have simply lost the reason for getting up every morning and becoming a better man. Men need purpose. We need a sense of accomplishment and we need to be dangerous. If you are going to be a protector, you have to be more dangerous than the enemy. And in order to do that, you need to train your body. And that starts with having a reason to get up in the morning, having a goal to work towards, having a purpose in this life. Some of the most heartbreaking moments I've ever had in my life was watching men lose their purpose. I mean, it changes you. It steals away your prowess, your pride, your motivation, your dignity, your honor, your self-worth. It's just gone. It's, it starts you on this downward spiral of destruction and, until it breaks you. And you see this firsthand in the military. You know, it's when you deploy, you meet strangers from all walks of life, from all over the world. It doesn't matter if they're black or white, short or tall, whether they're from Oklahoma or Oregon. You've all been here. You've all been brought here for a purpose. There's a reason you're here. You're briefed on that purpose and all of the relevant information, the dangers, the resources, the objective, all these tasks that are associated with your overall mission. You increase in dependability and reliability and you're tasked with more and more more responsibility and more duties and, and you receive more honor and your hard work rewards you you have a sense of accomplishment and, and you get this experienced base knowledge, right? And maybe the, the most important and most powerful reward is you receive glory. That's, that's a real thing. Glory isn't bad. Men are meant to have glory and to give glory. Men are the glory of God. Women are the glory of men, and children are the glory of their parents. Glory is good. This, and this is a way of a man's virtue. It's a way of seeing man's virtue in the image of God, how God created man. And it's a way of seeing how God's design works rightly in us. Glorifying glorifying God and each other. Another thing that happens when you deploy is you have a brotherhood. 
you serve alongside your brothers in arms, you train together, you learn together, you, you eat together, you, you, you learn your capabilities, you learn where you fit, where you are in the pecking order in that mission. You sweat together, you bleed together, you strain together, you celebrate together. It's the closest relationship you'll have with another human being other than your wife in your entire life. And these men help you. Every day, these guys help you. They push you for another rep. They push you for that last mile. When your lungs are on fire and your, your legs are collapsing beneath you, you can count on them to help you. And they can count on you. And now you've come to a place where you have a purpose. You have a mission. You've been trained. You're a dangerous, lethal warrior. And you have a band of brothers. You're set. I mean... It's dangerous and there's always a risk that you'll maybe never come home, but you, man, you feel like you've been designed for this. You, this. You're doing what you've been made to do. You have a purpose. You have all the things you need. You have the rewards that come with it. You're set. Then you come home and everything changes. I mean, these these are still dangerous men, but now they're home. They're polite and they're professional, but they have a plan to kill everybody that they meet. Don't fool yourself. They've conquered and they've received glory. And they've also received some scars. When these guys come home, they're expected to just return to the regularly scheduled program, but things have changed, man. Life has changed. They've changed. The world's changed. Everything has changed. In fact, some of the war wounds that have changed them forever. But your wounds haven't ruined your life. Having PTSD, having a leg blown off, being in a wheelchair, that's, that hasn't ruined your life. Losing your mission has ruined your life. You need to pivot. You need to re-engage. You need to get back on mission. Here at the Regular Man Podcast, I want every guest and every listener to feel like you're genuinely part of this podcast, because you are. It means a lot to me that you'll spend your time listening to this podcast, and I want to do something special for you. I'm not going to make certain episodes behind a paywall and charge you for listening to the podcast or for a transcript or a chat or an email or something shady like that. That's stupid. It's selfish, and I'm not going to take advantage of you. You'll always get the Regular Man Podcast for free. Always. But I do want to do something special for those of you who do want to be a bigger part of the podcast. You'll be able to buy a brick on the wall behind me. If you follow and subscribe on X or Patreon for $5 a month, you can send a picture of your signature to theregularmanpodcast at gmail.com. And I'll put your signature on one of these bricks of the regular man wall. You'll see a video of your signature being transferred onto your own brick. And you'll be on the credits of every episode for the entire time that you're subscribed, all for just $5 a month, just so I can keep this thing going. And even if you don't subscribe, man, I want to say thank you. Thank you for watching and thank you for listening. Thank you for sharing and reviewing on Apple iTunes and Spotify and X and YouTube and Rumble and everywhere else, because you really are part of this podcast. 
it's the whole reason that I do this, man. It's for you. It's, it's for the regular guy. So thank you for listening. Thank you for sharing. And God bless. He's still dangerous men, but a dangerous man without a purpose is a destructive man. And it's usually self-destructive. They drink, they fight, they do drugs. They go down this destructive path that sometimes ends very tragically. These warriors have sacrificed and they've seen glory. And then they come home and they lose, they lose it all. They lose everything. They're in mourning. They've lost their brothers. They've lost their mission. They've lost their capabilities. They've lost their purpose. They're in mourning and they don't know why. They're wandering through life, just day to day, searching for purpose. And they don't know where to look. The, the, problem isn't, the problem isn't that you've been through some crap. The problem is you've lost your mission, you've lost your brothers, but you've kept the crap. And rather than pivoting and re-engaging and getting, getting back on mission, you quit. Loss and baggage isn't supposed to make you look at the bottom of a bottle or down the barrel of a pistol. It's supposed to motivate you, man. It's supposed to motivate you to get back on mission, to regain your purpose, to use both the glory and the gross for growth. Just like that last rep or that last mile, you got to use it, man. You got to use it to train. You got to use it to grow. You got to use it to be better. You got to use it to get up again tomorrow. How do you, how do you go from morning to monster? Well, it's not sitting on a couch <laughs> and talking to somebody. You're not a woman. Men don't do that. Women go and talk over coffee for hours and uh, uh, I don't want to talk. You don't want to talk. Men work shoulder to shoulder. We talk well and work through something when we work on something. You don't need to talk to me. You need to work with me. Go get a, get, grab a wrench. Then we'll talk. I don't want coffee. Well, maybe a beer. You need to get your brothers again. You need to get some brothers who've been on a mission, who've lost what you've lost, who've been where you've been. You need to get back on your mission. I'm going to tell you a personal story. When I got out of the military, I was, uh, I was pretty self-destructive. I drank a lot. I fought a lot. I did all kinds of stupid stuff. And uh, I ruined a lot of things, a lot of relationships in my life. And I reached one of my breaking points and I went to see a shrink. I did. It, 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 it did not go well at all. Oh man. Not at all. <clears throat> uh, honestly, I, I almost rearranged the dude's face. Um, he was, a, he was a smug little man who, he wouldn't look at me in the eyes. 
He wouldn't let me finish the sentence. Everything he said was condescending. He was arrogant and judgmental. Uh, interrupted me all the time. Talked over me. And in less than 10 minutes, I snapped. I stood up and I reached across the desk. And immediately he flew back, hugged against the wall, and he froze. We both froze, really. I said something that I knew I was feeling and I didn't know how to express it. I didn't know, really didn't know what I was feeling or how to, how to say it. But I remember saying, you have no idea what I've been through and what I deal with every single day. And I don't want to hear nothing from you. And I left without rearranging his face. <laughs> but I really wanted to. And that's when I realized that God allows us to go through some really messed up stuff in life. For that, right there, for that reason. So we can be the ones to help. So we can tell that guy who's, who's suffering. I've been there, bro. I already know. I know what it's like. And this is how I got through it. This is how I pivoted. This is how I got back on mission. We need to help him with that last rep. We need to help him with that last mile. To show them that there's still purpose in life. There's a mission with your name on it. And you can't do that from a couch or over coffee. You got to do that with your brothers. Side to side on purpose. The Missio Dei is the mission of God. It's the mission that God has given the church. Your orders are cut. You've been deployed right where you're at. You just failed a report. You're AWOL, man. Your mission now is to come to Christ, to glorify God, to rule this world well, to take dominion of this world, to influence whoever you can, to repent and be baptized, to work alongside your brothers, to train yourself physically and spiritually, to get married, have kids, raise those kids in the service of the Lord, to know the Lord, and to know that you're bringing God's kingdom to earth every single day. And it takes a strong, dangerous man to do that. And it takes a controlled man to do that. One that does not reach across the desk and rearrange someone's face. I want to return to Jordan Peterson's quote from the beginning of this podcast. A harmless man is not a good man. A good man is a very dangerous man who has that under voluntary control. And I'm sure you've already figured it out. That's not something that Jordan Peterson has come up with. That's something that God came up with. In Matthew 5, 5, Jesus says, Blessed are the meek, for they will inherit the earth. And that echoes back to Psalm 37, 11. The meek will inherit the land and enjoy peace and prosperity. And if meek are going to inherit the earth and enjoy peace and prosperity, and if they're blessed, we should probably get a proper definition of what that means. Meek, meekness, it's a special kind of masculine virtue. 
It's not being passive. It's not being gentle or nice. Meek, hear this, meek guys are not nice guys. That's not true whatsoever. The Greeks had some very powerful war horses. They didn't want to neuter those horses and lose all of that power and aggression. They wanted to harness it, to focus it, to train it. The Greek origin of the word preu, preus, preus, which is translated as power under control. In ancient Greece, those war horses were meeked or trained to keep their incredible power under the control of the rider. They were strong and powerful, yet they were willingly submissive to their master. And just at the right time, when it was appropriate, they were unleashed and ruthlessly trampled all over their enemies. And biblical masculinity is having masculine virtues that reflect Christ. And it's being obedient to his commands. So you can be more like him every day. That's your purpose. That's your mission. That's what being a good godly man is. Meeking yourself. Training yourself to place all of your power under God's control like Christ. Christ is gentle. He's also ruthless. Don't forget, Jesus is the good shepherd. Yeah, yep, he is. He's also a conquering king. He's the commander of the Lord's army. He slaughtered 185,000 men by himself overnight. Meekness is not being soft. It's not being nice. It's knowing that you can bust up somebody's face and allowing God to use your strength and your control for something else. It's essentially placing all of your power under God's control, willingly. Allowing your strength to be harnessed for God's purposes. Enlisting yourself in the mission that God has had for you since before creation. You're a warrior and you're meant to be dangerous. You have a mission. Don't apologize for your aggression. Don't hide behind it, but don't abuse it either. Embrace it. Give it to God. Let your incredible power be meeked, just like that warhorse, trained, focused, and placed under God's control. Be a meek monster. Make sure you subscribe to the Regular Man Podcast wherever you listen. Keep an honest review. We're on YouTube, regularmanministry.com. And on Twitter at Regman Ministry. Subscribe, get notified, and all that jazz. Until next time, be on alert, stand firm in the faith, act like men, be strong.